back to another episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. I am Belle. And I'm Miley. And today we are going to be talking about the mysterious case of Benjamin Kyle. i never heard of this before. I I'm looking forward to it. I had vaguely heard of this. This case is in Georgia. Oh, okay. Yes, this is our Georgia case for the season. Woo. I'm excited. Me too. I'm a big fan of Georgia. I like, I like Georgia, Georgia too. a lot. So, let's dive into this strange and unusual <laughs> adventure we're about Yay. to go on. Let's do it. August 31st, 2004, in Richmond Hill, Georgia, which is about 20 miles southwest of Savannah. Okay. Yeah, just to give you kind of an idea, because I never heard of Richmond Hill. No, I haven't either. So, just to give you an idea, it's about 20 miles southwest of Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. A Burger King employee had gone out by the dumpster at around 5 a.m. There, the worker found a man, unconscious, naked, sunburnt, who had multiple red ant bites and multiple red ants all over him. Okay, I have a few questions, if that's okay. Five o'clock in the morning? Of course. Yeah. At Burger King? They have breakfast at Burger King. That early? I mean, I, I do not know the hours of <laughs> Burger King. I just feel like that's pretty early for a Burger King. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't okay. know when they open up for breakfast though. What I'm a bad not day up that, that early, anyways. Burger King employee. Well, had. I mean, McDonald's, the ones that aren't open, which I don't think any of them are open 24 hours because of COVID now. Mm-hmm. But the ones that, like the McDonald's in our tiny little town, it opens up at five. Does it? Yeah. Okay. I just feel like McDonald's is open more more than what Burger King is. I feel like they're hours. They have more hours open yeah. than what Burger King does. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm underestimating Burger King. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Okay. You can continue. They do have good breakfast though. They do. I like Burger Um You know, as I said, he was unconscious, naked, sunburnt, red ant bites all over him. But the most concerning part, other than all the other things that is listed, <laughs> <Yeah>. obviously, <laughs> um, he had three impressions in his skull, which appeared to be from blunt force trauma. Yeah. Uh, the Burger King employee called 911 and EMS took him to St. Joseph's Candelier Hospital in Savannah. He had no form of ID on him, so the hospital referred to him as Burger King Doe. <laughs> And, what an unfortunate name. <laughs> and that is what the official hospital records have him under uh, as well. Because the hospital already had one John Doe at the time of this man's At the same time? Accident. Yeah. What are the odds? Yeah. How? They already had one John Doe at the time. That is. In this hospital. Odd. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm just trying to... <laughs> Are you trying to process? Yeah, I really am. Um, I, d- I don't think that that's very common. <laughs> I don't believe so. I mean, like HIPAA and everything, my mom can't talk about everything that happens, you know, because she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. But I cannot remember her ever bringing up, like, them having a John Doe or anything yeah, like no. that. Granted, this is Savannah... Yeah, more they definitely do have more people. Travel. I mean, it's more mm-hmm. people per capita. Yeah. So it's hard to tell. Um, from what it seemed, Benjamin 
Burger King, I don't want to say his name already, <laughs> Burger King Joe just kind of showed up behind this dumpster. No one had seen him previously, no hotels, businesses, or restaurants, nothing. Like, no one had seen this man before this happened. Yeah. Two weeks after his discovery, he was transferred from St. Joseph's Candelier Hospital in Savannah to Memorial Health University Medical Center, which is also located in Savannah, where records state that he was semi-conscious most of the time. Okay. What, yeah. what constitutes that? What constitutes what? Like just kind of being in and out. Well, I mean, he had the three he had the three impressions on his skull or right. depressions. I don't know which one it would be. Mm-hmm. Um and so he could have had issues with brain swelling, like Yeah, I'm just trying to think of have, what he could be heavily medicated to keep him Yeah. Prevent okay. like from pain or inflammation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, there's a couple different things that it could be. Um, at some point, it really doesn't say exactly. Burger King Doe remembered that his name was Benjamin, spelled a bit differently than usual. It's spelled B E N J A M A N. Oh, Benjamin <laughs> is how it is technically spelled. Okay. Well, that's valuable information, especially for it to be spelled differently. Yeah, and that's what he said. He said it was spelled with two A's. Hmm. Yeah, so he knew that it was spelled not the common way yeah. they spell Benjamin. Okay. Um, but he still could not recall his last name, so he decided on Kyle due to his title as Burger King Doe. Then his initials would be BK. Like oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least he has a sense of humor. Yeah, obviously he did not lose his sense of humor, yeah. even though he lost his memory. I'm glad. Um, nine months after his initial discovery, he had surgery for the cataracts in both his eyes. The corrective surgery was paid for by charity, by Aww. a charity. I was just thinking about how he would pay for that, because he obviously has nothing. No, that's yeah, so nice. no money whatsoever. Um, the charity raised money to have this... Mm-hmm the cataracts in his eyes removed after his surgery he looked in the mirror and realized that he was about 20 years older than he thought he was <gasps> which would be devastating that is horrifying yeah that would be yeah. awful that I would, would lose, seriously that's, be awful I think that's when I would lose my mind I honestly can't I don't like getting older I oh really, my god I don't turning either. 18 most people when they turn 18 they're like yeah woo freedom not me I was up set when I turned 18 and just every birthday since I turned 25 next year and I am I have feelings about it could you imagine 20 years older no if I 20 if I in my brain was like oh yes of course I'm 25 and then I end up looking in the mirror and being like oh my god I'm 45 years old no no thank you I would have Mm -mm. they would just keep me in a mental institution because I would lose it Mm -hmm. Uh, Mr. Kyle did have some guesses as of to why he would be in Richmond Hill. Okay. He believes he was traveling on U.S. Route 17 or Interstate 95 before whatever happened mm-hmm. to land him in this Burger King parking lot. Another reason for his travels could have been escaping Hurricane Charlie, which happened in early August, the same month he was found. Because uh, he was found at the very end of August. Okay. And this hurricane happened at the very beginning of the month. Yeah. That would make sense. 
So those are a couple of reasons why he thinks that he was in Georgia at the time. But this is pretty much all the information that he could even get at this time. Yeah. About him. Okay. Um, after being released from the hospital, Benjamin Kyle lived his life in hospitals and a local men's shelter. Uh, yeah, it is really sad. I really feel bad for this guy. Um, in 07 or 08, some claims differ between when exactly it's happened. Mm-hmm. Kyle met with Dr. Jason A. King, a specialist in psychology and neuropsycho- and a neuropsychologist, whom was based in Atlanta. After an examination and nearly two dozen tests, it was determined that Mr. Kyle was suffering from disassociative amnesia. Um, there are three different types of disassociative amnesia. Localized, generalized, and fugue. Um, But from what I could find, there's no real claim as to which one they thought Mm. Mr. Kyle had. Ugh, I love this stuff. I love psychology. I do too. A brief explanation of dissociative amnesia is it's a type of amnesia where you can't remember important information about your life, including things like your name, family or friends, and personal history. It can happen due to intense trauma or stress. Just stress? Yeah. (laughs) Dr. King believes that whatever incident happened on August 31st, 2004 is what led to Benjamin Uh, Kyle's disassociative uh amnesia. Stress. Don't get too stressed out. Yeah, seriously. You could forget your entire life. (laughs) I hope I never like... I assume it's due to like intense stress. So if this man was going through a hurricane, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, like... Like life-threatening where he thought he might die. Yeah, like crazy intense stress. Um, Like overwhelming. So it didn't have to do with like the physical trauma like to his head then? Um, Well, I mean, it says intense trauma, which I assume that can either be emotional or physical. Okay. Um, or I maybe a combination of both. Yeah. The th- okay. <laughs> this is a real life event. And it actually happened to this poor man. But this is one of my least favorite plot points that people have in books. Is when people get amnesia. Yeah. Because with this man's amnesia, I mean, it's not perfectly explained away as of to why he got disassociative amnesia. Mm-hmm. But in books, I feel like they're just like, oh, yes. This person oh, yeah. fell down a flight of stairs, <laughs> forgot their whole life. Amnesia. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess I'll use this as a plot. Yeah, that has happened quite often. It, especially in like romance novels it or is. like uh, fantasy novels. Yeah. It's a, like at a drop of the hat, this person has amnesia now and they can't remember their life. So they fall in love with someone else. Yeah, it's not that common. This doesn't happen no, that often I looked it in up. real life. Do you remember? Yes, I do. I and do it was that. only like 0.5% of um, yes. people have had like extreme cases of amnesia where mm-hmm. they forget their entire life. Yeah. Okay, come on, people. Let's get more creative with your plots. <laughs> yeah. The second that I read that a person has amnesia in a mm. book, I'm like, I'm not doing this to myself. This yeah, is no. only going to cause me deep-seated anger. Yeah. <laughs> but this man's amnesia makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it has a backstory as of mm-hmm. to how it could... Yes. I mean, it actually, actually happened. happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, in terms of memories that Benjamin Kyle like eventually came about um 
here are a few key memories that he recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, because he basically forgot like 20 years of his life. That is horrible. Yeah, but My he still nightmare. remembered some. I mean, like, for someone who did forget 20 years of their life, he still mm-hmm. remembered a lot of, of details. That's good. Um, he remembered his birthday was 10 years before Michael Jackson's to the day, oh. making his birthday August 29th, 1948. I mean, that's valuable information to oh, yeah. remember. I mean, yes, definitely. <laughs> Knowing when your birthday is. Yeah. Um, through hypnosis, he remembered a few digits of his social security number, but not all of it. Mm. The numbers that he did remember linked him to Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, or Indiana during the 1960s. The hypnosis also recovered that Kyle may have two or three brothers, but he could not remember their names or faces and could not recall anyone else from his, like, previous life. I say previous life because it's almost like his, like, this was, his life is split between two scenarios. Mm -hmm. Not like reincarnation. (laughs) Yeah. But almost like reincarnation. I mean, it's literally split between 20 years that he just doesn't remember. Yeah, he He does no recollection of. Yeah. There's only like certain things that I'm going to talk about that he does remember, but it's nothing like crazy significant. Yeah. I hope, I don't want this to sound mean, but I hope he's not married or wasn't married and didn't have kids because could you imagine... Your husband just, or your dad just not even remembering. Oh my God, I mean, that I know would be it's, awful. Well, I know oh, he, well, do you remember that, um, The Vow? That romance, uh, book oh, that was based on, like, real life Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams were in the movie. Yeah, And they were married and she got into, they got into the accident and she did not remember him, like, at all. Yeah. And then, of course, we have to bring up Fifty First Dates. Yeah. Because. Of course. <laughs> that is one of the greatest movies We're just of all time. really going on a, we've talked about movies <laughs> a The lot. last three weeks, yeah. we have just been all about, all about movies. Yeah, we have. Which we don't have any real life experience because uh, now that we're in 2021, things are better. Yeah. Because it's not 2020 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't really have much life experience in 2020 other than sitting around and watching Netflix yeah, no. for countless hours. Unfortunately. But I would just be a little upset. I mean, I would obviously be understanding, but could you imagine yeah. him remembering your his, his brothers? Well, he also knew them for his, his whole life, well, or at least the majority of it. I have the book that The Vow was based off of. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine your spouse totally forgetting about you and like all of your memories and all the yeah. time that you were married. I would uh, be like, you have got to be kidding me. I would be devastated. Yeah. I mean, any normal person Channing would. Channing Tatum handled it much better yeah. than I would have. I would have <laughs> right. been like, are you freaking serious? <laughs> you don't remember anything. Guess we have to do it all again. Yeah, for real. He was like, I will make you fall in love with me again. I would be like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. What an inconvenience. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> No, but really, that would be awful. That yeah, that would, would be. in terms of worst nightmares, I think that has become a new worst nightmare for <laughs> oh, me. No. <laughs> Not that me and Dustin are like incredibly. Well, I mean, this could happen to anybody, honestly. Yeah, it could. We'll just hope that it never does. Yeah, no brain injuries. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. So, um, he did have some memories from 
his past. Um, the states that he had the most memories in were Indiana and Colorado. He remembers oh, certain. Wow. That's, he, yeah, that's okay. a pretty wide yeah. <laughs> like expanse. <laughs> he remembers certain events from his childhood in Indianapolis. My favorite being his recollection of quarter grilled cheese sandwiches and nickel glasses of milk from the Indiana State Fair. Aww. Yes. I love a good state fair. Yes, me too. Um, they did search yearbooks during the time that Benjamin Kyle had mentioned and schools located around where his memories commonly occurred, but they found nothing, which records from school yearbooks and stuff like that are not really like the most dependable forms of research. Yeah. But nonetheless. I have never like, we all know that I could never go into the medical field, but it would be so cool to do research like that to try to figure out who people are. Again, this doesn't happen very yeah. often, so you couldn't really make a career out of it. Yeah. But I would love doing that research to try to find who he was, who his family was. Just who I he would is. love to see what would jog what would jog mm -hmm. certain people's memories. Yeah. Like smells, sights, mm -hmm. stuff like that. What would yeah. what would cause I think it would be so fulfilling to see like that spark in the person's yes. eyes of them being like, Oh my God, I remember this. <gasps> Like, Aww. that moment when he remembered a memory from the Indiana State Fair. Yeah. Like, you have to realize how happy he probably was oh, in that yeah. moment. I think that that would be really fulfilling. How scary. That would be so frustrating. Because you yes. know that it's, like, the information is probably in there somewhere, but you just can't, you just can't remember it. And I, I know I would be so frustrated. Well, there's a quote. Um, and he says he claims many memories feel like they're on the tip of his tongue mm, or he yeah. can't describe them in words. Aww. And I feel like that would be so frustrating. I think that would genuinely drive me crazy. Because I hate it when things are on the tip of my me tongue. Too. When I like kind of remember them in blurry detail, mm -hmm. but I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. And to have that just be your life from that point oh, on. No. As I've gotten older, <laughs> I, I talk like I'm... 100 years old because I feel like it. But as I've gotten older, <laughs> when I'm writing papers and stuff for school, there are always words that I'm trying to think of and I just cannot, sometimes I can't even describe them. And they're right there and it yeah. makes me so angry. So angry. I understand that. Um, so these memories of Indianapolis are most common between the years of 1954 and 1963. And they narrowed that down by like certain sites that he remembers, mm. certain things that were being built at the time. So they kind of could narrow it down mm -hmm. exactly from it's architecture like mainly. Yeah. Now on to his memories of Colorado. Kyle has memories in the Denver metropolitan area as well as the University of Colorado Boulder's Norland Library. His recollections place him in the area between the late 70s and the early 80s and again that was due to the architectural development mm, of the yeah. area and different details like that okay um benjamin had detailed knowledge about restaurant management food prep and restaurant equipment so it oh. is believed he had a history in the culinary industry yeah um, because if someone asked me about any of those things and i worked in a bakery i would still be like I would definitely. I'd be like, clueless. I turned the oven on in the morning and I turned it <laughs> off when I left. <laughs> like, that is it. I don't even have that much knowledge. I, uh, all I did was bake cupcakes all day and make them look pretty. It was 
Sounds like a, a good time. Honestly. I gained so much weight in that job. <laughs> and then got pregnant right after with the twins. And then lost a majority of the weight from chasing the twins. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so it was it was a real roller coaster yeah, of time. I'm sure. <laughs> um but once Kyle was questioned about any time after the early 80s, he has no recollection except for reading about 9-11 at some point, And he knew a few of the 20th century presidents as well. So he only remembers reading about 9-11? Yes. He doesn't recall it at all? No. Which means that the memory is probably after... Like after 2001 then. Because that's... Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty... Everybody People always knows remember. where they were. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even when, because I was a kid. I was a little kid. I can't remember how old I was. I was only one at the time. So. Yeah. I obviously don't remember it, but. Yeah. From what other people have said. I vaguely remember the time. Mm -hmm. I just remember, like, being like, what the heck is going on? Because yeah. I was like, six. Or five. I think I was five. Yeah, you were I was five. five. So I was in kindergarten at the mm -hmm. time. And I was like, what is going on? I am nervous. Because I was an anxious kid already. And so yeah. everybody was being really like ominous. And I was like. Yeah. So that's still a really. <laughs> that's just surprising to me that he remembers reading, reading about, about it, it. And not actually experiencing the moment that it happened. Yeah. And he remembered presidents. Yeah. Which is wild. That is, I don't remember presidents. I remember like, um, if you asked me before Bush senior, the president before Bush senior, I couldn't tell you who it is. I don't want to. I just this podcast had, has made me realize that I should really start reading more books, watching more movies, and learning about our nation's history. There's George H. Clinton, the other George Bush, then Obama, and the list goes on. Yeah. Do I remember anyone before that? No. <laughs> I mean, like, I do, but I don't remember what order that they right, go in. Yeah. Um, like, I know that Richard Nixon was a president. Yeah. I could. I mean, I could obviously name a few. And I know who went after Kennedy. Linda B. Johnson, I think. Oh, God, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Let's get off this topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, many, many steps were taken to try and discover Benjamin Kyle's identity. Multiple DNA tests, fingerprinting, hypnosis, as I'd previously mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, facial recognition, and other methods of investigation. This was all with the help of the FBI, Center for Human Identification in Fort Worth, Texas, the Department of Veteran Affairs, posting on multiple missing person sites, and many other forms of research and people assisting in this case. Oh, I'm so glad that they were so dedicated to finding out who this poor man was. It is still, the life that he was living during all of this is still really sad because mm -hmm. it talks about how he was only making like $100 a week. He was still living in between hospitals and men's shelters. I mean- oh. And that's what makes me genuinely believe that this really happened to this guy and this wasn't all just like some quick scheme to get rich because he was not getting rich. Yeah. No. Like he really suffered, honestly, through all that's, of this. That's so sad. Yeah. It makes I'm me just, feel really bad for him. Again, I'm really glad that they were so, that they tried to be so helpful. 
yeah. and finding out who he was. The only thing that I've noticed that they did, they weren't really helpful on is how he ended up behind, naked behind the dumpster. Uh, yeah. Really? Like, mm. he says that the FBI came by one time to get his fingerprints after that situation, mm. but he was naked behind a dumpster with, like, wounds to his skull, and they really didn't do a ton of research into it. Granted, he couldn't give a clear explanation of what his assailants looked like i mean it's 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 the perfect crime if your person that you commit the crime against doesn't remember anything yeah but how do you guarantee that they're not going to remember it well i mean yeah so i mean i'm sure that they didn't give this man amnesia on purpose well yeah (laughs) they're not like evil geniuses i just can't they left him behind a burger king yeah yeah i really have no explanation as to how even the theories yeah like the the hurricane okay yeah maybe but still how did he end up naked, naked behind, behind a dumpster? burger king yeah i agree um on december 18th 2008 benjamin kyle was on an episode of dr phil called who am i Aww. where dr phil paid for a professional professional hypnosis which i previously mentioned, to help recover memories from his past. Um, We kind of already learned about all the details that he discovered at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen that episode. I haven't either. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I also don't watch a ton of Dr. Phil. I don't know. My mom's a pretty big Dr. Phil fan. Really? Yeah, I've watched quite a few episodes. I've seen a couple. They make me nervous because he's so calm. Not the the calmness of him. It's the people who aren't calm. Oh, yeah. Because when you put someone who's erratic in the same situation as a very calm person, mm-hmm. it's like a tornado, like cold air, warm air, put it together, and it's going to cause some kind of, like, friction. Yeah. I don't know. I think I really like it. Like, two people screaming at each other freaks me out. I mean, I, I don't like that either. It. And I don't like two passive-aggressive people having conversations. I just yeah, don't like it when people yeah. talk to each other. <laughs> Everyone should just be silent. I, I, I think that's why I like Doctor Phil is because he is so calm and collected, even when nobody else is. Yeah, I feel like he's probably a really good dad, or he mm. would make me furious. Yeah, either way, it's a toss probably, up. Yeah, both. <laughs> in 2009, newspapers in both Boulder and Denver wrote articles about Benjamin Kyle, since he had claimed to have memories in both these cities, in hopes that someone would see the articles and recognize him. No one did, unfortunately. Yeah. After multiple DNA tests um, through Family Tree DNA located in Houston, Texas, uh, it produced a distant match through a genetic genealogy DNA test. He matched with members of the Powell DNA study. So what I learned is that um, a lot of, well, not a lot, but some families do DNA studies mm-hmm. throughout their entire family. So this mm-hmm. was the Powell DNA study that they had gotten. He linked to them. It was okay. really distant, but he still linked with them. Yeah. Um, this led to an almost perfect match in 2010 through the Swanson, Men- <laughs> Swanson Molecular Genealogy Foundation database. This match led them to the Davidson last name of Scottish ancestry. Um, this Davidson result was quite different from other Davidsons that were tested by the, I'm about, it's all spelled different and I swear I'm saying different words. The Davidson, Davison 
Okay. And Davison with two S's, Research mm. DNA Study Project. Um, the difference being that Kyle had several weak matches with Powell and one single strong match with Davidson indicated that the possible, this is about to get very complicated what I'm about to say and I will unpack it, <laughs> indicated a possible non-paternity event in the male line of his family, such as adoption, name change, or illegitimate child. So the researchers concluded that his last name was most likely Davidson, but at some point his family name was Powell. So oh. at some point through his family lineage, something went amiss. Right. Either there was an adoption, someone changed their name, mm -hmm. or there was an illegitimate child. This may be a dumb question, okay. but did it say how... Mm, was it recent to him? Like, could he have been the one adopted or could it have happened like from what I could tell, it was line. like three generations back. So like his great okay. his great grandfather. Because I just keep thinking about how nobody knew who he was. Yeah. How was there no one? If they did if these newspapers and media talked about him and this random man that they just found how did nobody know him yeah unless I agree like you said like in these situations when there's not like a man and a woman who got married and then they had him and siblings and all this yeah. stuff that that makes more sense well let's continue <laughs> we'll find out uh, the person who got the closest to nailing down who Benjamin Kyle really is was Colleen Fitzpatrick, a forensic genealogist. She began working on a family tree based on the DNA matches and even got in contact with some of Kyle's alleged cousins. But he cut off communication before Fitzpatrick could figure out what his exact identity was. Kyle did? Yes. <gasps> That's the only thing that seems suspicious to me throughout this entire Ooh. story and we'll we'll get back into that later because it comes back up okay um in march 2011 florida state university college of motion <laughs> pictures arts graduate student john wickstrom contacted mr kyle about doing a documentary so Benjamin Kyle, still not owning any form of ID or very much money, made the trip to Jacksonville, Florida on foot. Wow. Yeah, he went straight Forrest Gump with this. That's impressive. Yeah. That's dedication. Uh, could somebody not have like uh, given the man a ride? Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, um, as long as he didn't hitchhike, because I mean, that could have been what got him into the situation. True, this is 2011. <laughs> yeah. Hitchhiking is not Sketchy. recommended. Hitchhiking is actually never recommended. No. Mm -mm. Um, Don't do it. If you have to go somewhere, I mean, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Mean. Yeah, just don't. I hate that. Sounds incredibly privileged, but don't hitchhike. That's mm -hmm. how people get murdered. It is. If you have to go somewhere, I don't know what you do. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Well, in in normal places, they have public transportation, which I mean, I know it still costs money, but you can probably, I don't know, find change. Sing on the street. Yeah. Do something other than hitchhike. Yeah, don't hitchhike. 
we we right now formally deem hitchhiking as a criminal offense. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. It's dangerous. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> um, so the documentary was called Finding Benjamin. It was invited to be shown at the Tribeca Film Festival as well as the Kane Film Festival. Um, because of the film and with help from Florida State Representative Mike Weinstein, Kyle was able to obtain legal government issued Florida ID, a Florida legacy ID. Um, Kyle's story appeared in a report on News 4 Jacks, which caught the attention of a local business owner who subsequently employed Kyle as a dishwasher. Yes, it also helped provide him with a place to live as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, the documentary did not help Benjamin Kyle reconnect with anyone from his past. But it did get him a legacy ID and it did get him a place to live. Sure, it's in Florida. Better than nothing. It's warm there. Yeah, it is. Beaches. But what I honestly, I looked into this whole legacy ID thing. And apparently, um, Mike Weinstein, who was the Florida state representative at the time, worked really hard on helping um, homeless people get forms of ID so that they could get jobs and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was really incredible. That is. Um, Because, I mean, that's that's one less thing to hold people back from being able to kind of get back out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. so Benjamin Kyle also appeared on Reddit AMA on two separate instances, once in 2012 and another time in 2013. Neither one of these instances led to new leads. There was a lot of people who were like, you could be related to me, but all of them were like disproved. Ugh, that's, yeah. so that's so inconsiderate. Well, I mean, I'm sure not all of them thought it was on purpose because there's well, there's missing person cases all the time. Yeah, that's true. Still, he doesn't know who he is. And what if... Somebody was just like, yeah, I bet you're my relative. And yeah, then it comes out you to get not your be hopes true. Up, that would yeah. be so disappointing. It would it would just be sad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but finally, on September 16th, 2015, Benjamin Kyle announced on his Facebook page that his real identity had been found. <gasps> this includes some close relatives as well as his real full name. C.C. Moore, a genetic genealogist, as well as a team of researchers, but C.C. Moore kind of led the charge on it, Mm -hmm. um, were the ones to discover Kyle's real identity. On November 21st, 2016, Kyle's identity was revealed to be William Burgess Powell. So his name is not Benjamin (laughs) at all. (laughs) I mean, it's not really funny. Yeah, his name is William. That's not even close. It's no. not even the same. It doesn't even start with the same letter. Nope. This Unless he went by guy. Bill, which isn't close to Benjamin either. Oh. And he was like, it's spelled with two A's. Oh, yeah. He was so adamant. About- but yeah, that's not his name at all. His name is William Burgess Powell. Um, he was correct about the date of his birth, though. Oh. It was... August 29th, 1948. He does share a birthday hey, with Michael Jackson. There we go. Um, he was born in Lafayette, Indiana. Okay. And he was also raised there. Um, and here's where things get weird. Uh, in 1976, he had cut ties with his family 
abandon all of his possessions, including his car and the trailer where he had been living. His family filed a missing persons report at the time, and the police found he had moved to Boulder, Colorado, where he had moved on a whim with a co-worker and drinking buddy. A reporter was able to find some social security records of him working in various jobs until 1983, after which no records of him could be found for the remaining period of more than 20 years until he was discovered in 2004. Whoa. Yeah. So still, if they filed a missing person But this was back in 1976, and after that missing persons report, he was recovered. Oh, They had found that he moved to Colorado with his friends. I see, I see. With his friend, yeah. Yeah. But in between the time of 1983 and 2004, there's no record of this man at all. That is so odd. Like, if anything made me believe vaguely in alien abduction. Yeah, really? (laughs) It would be this. And I mean, there's a bunch of different theories that people have made up. Like, he went off the grid... He committed some crazy crime. Uh, Aliens is one. Some people just say he kind of worked under the table. Because you can do that in the restaurant industry a lot. Just work under the table. You know. It's still. The fact that someone. Because I mean this is. This is the 80s and the 90s. And the early 2000s. This is not like. 1920s and 30s like Mm -mm. people have records of people yes and so the fact that for more like 21 years basically this man was completely like off the grid no one knew who he was uh he was like a ghost how do you even manage if it was intentional how do you even manage to do that i mean like it was like jason Bourne level stuff here I don't assume you've ever seen those movies either. No. Add it, add it to the list of movies Miley has never seen. Jason Bourne goes up well, there as well. My theory, alien. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if it was alien. I do believe in aliens, in, in some sense. What I think that it could have been is that he was just working like restaurant jobs, or he's paid under the table. Mm-hmm. But still, he would. Have how? to file taxes and stuff. How did he end up naked behind a Burger King? Oh, that I don't know. I don't. <laughs> how do you go from working? It's just very odd that this person, I don't think that they're, I mean, I guess murderers try to work under the table and don't want to be found. Yeah. Other than that, I just don't see that there are that many people who just want to disappear. Yeah. It's very odd that this same man disappeared Nobody knew where he went for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then he was found naked naked behind a Burger King with no recollection of what happened. I do think it's crazy strange how he cut ties with the one woman, Colleen Fitzpatrick, when Mm. she got close to figuring out who he was. He still ended up finding out who he was through Mm -hmm. C.C. Moore. Right. But the fact that he was getting incredibly close to finding out his true identity... And then he cut ties with that woman. Yeah. And what was the difference between her and this new lead that actually led him to figure out who he was? Yeah, Why? exactly. I, I mean, I don't what know. What was the difference between the two situations? I don't understand. That's, I mean, 
that's one of those things where you know it remains unsolved. I would, yeah, <laughs> I would like to talk to this man, ask him a few I, questions. As far as I can find, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. He's old. I mean, he's older now. He was right. born in like what did I say, nineteen forty-eight? Yeah, okay. he's born in nineteen forty-eight. So he's guest older. star. He's not like <laughs> old. Yeah, that was a really interesting case. Yeah, this one, it it's we have we I have a lovely Excel spreadsheet of all of our cases that we're gonna cover. And this one was a real toss-up of what category to put it in. I put mm-hmm. it in missing persons, but the thing is that this is a missing persons case where they know where the person is at. <laughs> He's just missing 20 years of yeah. his life. <laughs> his yeah. By far a little the complicated. weirdest missing persons case. Absolutely. Um but I think I would prefer Fur to have someone and not know who he was rather than miss someone and not know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. When a person is completely missing, then murder is, I mean, always on the table. Yeah. So. Right. Mur- murder is always on the table. <laughs> <laughs> things that I mean, don't come out of my mouth every day. Well, normal things that we say on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, I. that was the case. And now... Let us uh, talk about how the season's almost over. Crazy. We only have our case next week, mm-hmm. which is about, here's a little teaser. It's about some murders. Yeah. Um, And then we have our, our ghost stories. Make sure you send in those ghost stories. Yes. Uh, so that we can read them off. You guys can stay anonymous or, you know, we can, we can give you a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. But... We only have two episodes left in the season. I really can't believe it. It's insane. You guys have been amazing. Yes. Thank you so, 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 so much. We, Me and Miley have loved doing this. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us ramble on about the everything. weird stuff that we found on the internet. <laughs> Literally everything. All of the movies Miley hasn't seen. Uh, yeah. All of the history that Miley doesn't know uh, about. I know. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we just want to thank you guys for, for listening to us. For hanging out with us, for following us on Instagram. Hopefully, go follow us on Instagram yeah. if you don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I mean, I'm excited to dive into season two, but season one has been so much fun. Yeah, it has been. Thank you guys so much. It's been a blast. It has. Well, uh, yeah. The mysterious case of Benjamin Kyle. I hope he has a happy life now. Me too. <laughs> That was another episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod and like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash AppalachianMM. You can also email us at AppalachianMM at gmail.com. Thanks for exploring the weird and wild and spooky parts of Appalachia with us.